Good, war- good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sylvia F. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from San Francisco Bay. Today is Wednesday, March 28, 2018, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight uh, Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we're on page 44, second paragraph, which starts with to, to one who feels he is an atheist or agnostic, and we're going to read through two paragraphs, ending with, you need not be disconcerted. Today's readers are Athena B. on the 12 Steps of OA, Eleanor F., the 12 Traditions of OA, and our readers of the text are Penny L.C., Julie E.B., and Sherry K.B. The share ID number for Tuesday, for the telephone recorded line for Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, is 11,217, 11,217. And the share ID for this morning's Wednesday, 7 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time meeting is 11,219 or 11,219. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Athena B. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, everyone. Athena B., and these are our 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would enter them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. Thank you, Athena B. I will now ask Eleanor F. to read the 12 Traditions. Thank you. This is Eleanor F. in Tennessee. Um, it's an honor to read the 12 traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA's unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. <clears throat> Excuse me. A loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, 
to carry its message to a compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an LA group might never endorse, finance, or lend the LA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems with money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. <clears throat> Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn in public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service by path. Thank you, Eleanor F. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 44. It's the second paragraph. To one who feels he is an atheist or agnostic, we'll read through two paragraphs ending with you need not be disconcerted, and I will ask Penny C. Elsie to begin our reading. Thanks very much, Sylvia. Good morning to you, and good morning to everyone on the line. This is Penny Elsie, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from the state of Washington, and this is the reading. To one who feels he is atheist or agnostic, such an experience seems impossible. But to continue as he is means disaster, especially if he is an alcoholic of the hopeless variety. To be doomed to an alcoholic death or to live on a spiritual basis are not always easy alternatives to face. But it isn't so difficult. About half our original fellowship were of exactly that type. At first, some of us tried to avoid the issue, hoping against hope we were not true alcoholics. But after a while, we had to face the fact that we must find a spiritual basis of life or else. Perhaps it is going to be that way with you, but cheer up, something like half of us thought we were atheists or agnostics. Our experience shows that you need not be disconcerted. And um, the first thing I... I know that I need to identify for myself is the difference between an atheist and agnostic. So the definition uh, that I have says that atheist is denies there is God completely, but an agnostic does not rely on or know if there is a God that will work in my life. So when I'm asking myself, am I atheist or agnostic? Well, I'm not atheist. I, I've always felt there was um, an entity greater than myself. That's not a problem. From the time I was a child, I've kept that, that belief within me. Um, but, and then I have to ask myself, but have I relied on that power? 
you know, I may, I may know there is a God, but am I relying on that God? And I was not. And so I really was agnostic in that sense. And um, so that's where I am. And, and being at that place, I'm, I'm walking along the path to this fork in the road. And to go to the left means that alcoholic death. And to choose to turn to the right means that spiritual basis of life. Oh, okay. Well, I want to choose the spiritual basis of life. That seems like the better alternative. I've already tried the death. I mean, my compulsive overeating got to a critical level to the point where I was just so miserable. And the food was my focus 24-7. I wanted to shut out the rest of the world and just eat. And what is, what a death, what a, I mean, that's not living. You know, that's, that's misery, pure and simple. So if the solution is a spiritual basis, and I do believe there is a God. Now, my, my challenge is to learn how to rely on that God and incorporate that God into my, my life to accept the help that is there for me. But then, of course, I've got my ego and my will. And, and, uh, but how have those been serving me? Not very well. You know, my overeating was silently killing me. And, um, gee, just to, just to kind of decide to do something different might just be the answer for me. And when my disease brought me to my knees out of pure misery and heck, then I was willing to make another choice. And each of us have that choice to make. Um, and it isn't that hard a choice, really, if we look at the alternatives. Do I want to go down one side of the path or the other? And for today, I am grateful that I can choose to follow my higher power. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Penny LC. Okay, we're on page 44, second paragraph, to one who feels he is atheist or agnostic, who would like to share. Carrie Jen A. Okay, I I missed that. I think it was Sherry S. Carrie S. Care. I was close. Carrie S. And Jen A. Jen A. Carrie H. Carrie H. Chris B. Chris B. I think. Jan J. Jan J. You guys are being so good to me. Kathy G. Kathy G. Anyone else? Okay. We've got Carrie S., Jen A., Terry H., Chris B., Jan J., and Kathy G. Carrie, if you would start out. Jen, you'll follow. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, brothers and sisters on a vision for you. This is Carrie S. Recovered, gratefully recovered in Golden, Colorado. Oh, thank you, God, for my recovery today. Thank you, God, for this program. Always giving credit where credit is due. Um, so, But after a while, we had to face the fact that we must find a spiritual basis of life or else. And that or else just jumps off the, it's such a warning, right? I have to find God. And um, I like the previous reader was saying it's, it's, we get to choose one path or the other path. And I liked, I heard, if I'm 99% sure that God is working in my life, I'm still hopeless. I have to be 100% certain that God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. And God has to be felt in my heart. And I have to take that idea out of my mind, but really have this conscious contact with God. Otherwise, I'm going to be doomed to this food death. And, and um, I, don't want, I don't want to be there anymore. It is, it is a living hell. 
and no matter how hard that I work this program, I'm never going to rise above the level of human. Um, I'm so grateful today to know that I have this illness, this, this unhealthy condition of mind or body, this, this sickness. And this, it is a disease, and I'm going to struggle, and it, it's going to choke the life out of me. But I'm done battling this illness. I am absolutely done because I rely on my high. So grateful for the ripple effect that this phone meeting has. And I loved our speaker on Sunday. He said, vision for you is the mothership of big book theory. Amen. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be able to look at these paragraphs with an open mind and an open heart that I can have a new experience and new understanding of God in my life. And if you're still struggling, just know that there is hope and it is possible. Just grab somebody that's recovered, crack open this book with a new understanding. And um, thank you, Sylvia, for being there. With that, I pass. Thank you, Carrie S. Jen A. followed by Carrie H. Good morning, Sylvia. Can I be heard? Yes. Good morning. This is Jen A., recovering, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic from the state of Colorado. Thank you this morning for your service, Sylvia. Um, in learning about my disease in the last chapter, um, I was reminded um, about the program of action. It's a sensible program, right, but uh, it's yet drastic. And I threw several conceptions out the window. And one of the lifelong conceptions for me was God. Um, and not that I'm throwing God out the window, get me wrong, but, um, and it wasn't that I lack knowledge. It was probably perhaps that I had too much knowledge. Um, but all the knowledge that I had about um, the religion, the spirituality, and the God of my understanding at the time um, was not saving me from this disease. I was hopeless. And um, so for me, I didn't want to die of this disease. I had lost my best friend two years before that. Um, uh, from it, and I didn't want to be the next one to go. So the next right action for me was to lay aside all my prior knowledge, right, and to live um, in this new spiritual place as outlined in this big book. And uh, as I worked this program, not on my own, but with help and guidance, um, I would need to abandon my thoughts, clear my head for the new ideas and conceptions um, that would need to come in. Um, so I got on my knees in desperation of change, and I prayed something like this. It went, help me set aside everything I think I know about God, about religion, about spirituality, the good, the bad, and even the ugly that I've experienced and felt. Clear my mind. May I be willing with childlike faith to have a new experience when it comes to my disease, this big book, the 12 steps the program, the fellowship, the people in the fellowship, and more than anything, you, God. Please help me to let go absolutely so that I may fully experience the miracle that I see in others who are recovered. Amen. And you know what? This was just the beginning of the beginning. Um, the best part is that I took the action and I got, I got out of my way. And then miraculously, there was room for God to come in. Um, and so I'm forever grateful for this day that um, I got on my knees. It changed my life. Um, I thank you, God, for coming in and doing for me what I could not do for myself. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. Terry H., followed by Chris B. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H., I'm recovered compulsive reader, bulimic anorexic in North Carolina. Very grateful today for my recovery and my connection with my higher power. You know, um, when it says to be doomed to an alcoholic death or to live on a spiritual basis are not always easy alternatives to face. You know, and I, <clears throat> working through this process with my sponsor and up to this point, I had learned that I was powerless over my disease. Um, you know, uh, on my own, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't have came to OA if I could do it on my own. You know, I was powerless. You know, I had an allergy to certain, I have an allergy to certain foods and a mental obsession. And, you know, we learned in the previous chapters all about that mental obsession and where it leads us. And it was leading me to death. 
definitely. You know, I was that person in the hospital strapped to the bed with a tube up my nose um, with 10 blankets on top of me. I was powerless. I couldn't do it. And then, you know, I reached out and I asked for help. And that person jumped in the hole with me and went through this process. And at the door, I chose, you know, I had the willingness to be open to this process and choose to show up every day. Um, I was helpless, but I, I was hopeless, but I wasn't helpless. And so, you know, I'm really grateful for that process. You know, today I, I work hard to, with my connection with my higher power, to seek that each and every day. And I, you know, work really hard to live my life on spiritual principles and, um, and work in my recovery program. And it's not always easy. You know, I do have character defects that come up, but God is helping me identify those and work through those um, so that I can be of maximum service each and every day. Um, I'm just really grateful for that. I really like this part where it says, but cheer up, you know. I, I am someone who has always had a belief in a higher power. Um, you know, it has evolved for me and my understanding, but I knew that I was powerless and there had to be something. I was the worm in the mud and everything above the mud or around the mud or above me was a power greater than myself. And today I am so grateful that I can walk hand in hand with my great, my higher power and, you know, just live life on life's terms and experience the peace that comes along with recovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Terry H. Chris B., followed by Jan J. Good morning. May I be heard? Yes. Awesome. My name is Chris B. from St. Louis. I'm grateful to be alive, guys. Thank you, God. A wonderful share this morning. I love the, the use of uh, the dictionary. <laughs> The definition of the speaker shared. Um, I uh, I love this side of this idea of being open-minded, as another speaker shared as well. I'm just grateful for all of us. I'm grateful for this line. You know, I was 430 pounds uh, seven years ago, and my plan, my way, wasn't working. It just wasn't. Uh, I relate well to being an atheist. I relate well to uh, the drama of it all. To saying, you know, that didn't work for me, and here, let's fight the power. <laughs> That was the uh, the group I was into before OA, and uh, you know I actually struggled with that in OA for the first couple of years. Like, how am I going to go talk to my my good friends about this? And it actually uh, recovery brought me closer to them and built those relationships to what they are. But I like this part of the big book that says that we're looking at uh, one path: accept spiritual help or die a death. And as a compulsive reader, that's what I was facing. And I've, been given a, a gift that I could not ever imagine being steady 195 uh, in weight, a healthy weight for the last two years. And it's really just a, a side note <laughs> to the real gift of freedom from insanity, freedom from the obsession of food the majority of time. Uh, being the gift, given the gift of other people helping me with their time, helping me with the past when I was suffering, and the gift of a phone call late on Friday night or Saturday night that uh, I wasn't open to picking up. A few years ago, I was like, I'm not answering the phone. But I really like the the definition uh, that speaks to me of the word spirit. I hear spirit, I always thought I knew what that meant, like um, spiritual, kind of like maybe that's a common yoga or, or whatnot, but I like it. It says, spirit is the force within a person that is believed to give the body life, energy, and power. That's, that's so wonderful to me to know that's what I'm looking for, a solution that will give my body life, energy, and power. And power will flow into my life in all areas. And I am willing to accept that, to seek it, to ask for it, to help others find the same thing. I... Um, I didn't come up with that definition. I didn't come up with this program. And that's a big thing for me to say. These are not my ideas. And my life is not my own, uh, of my own making. Uh, just very grateful for today, guys, and to be humble. You know, I'm always going to be growing. And to share hope, because, God, 100% of my life was obsession with food, even three years ago. And 
through the big book and through Vision for You and the countless special editions that are available in the service uh, and a big book process get away with time out. So thank you guys. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Crispy. Jan J. followed by Kathy G. Star one, Jan. Jan J. Uh, will give you one more second. Otherwise, we'll go on with Kathy G. Okay, Kathy G. Are you there? Can you pick up? Kathy G, star one. Oh, good morning. <laughs> Sorry, Sylvia. I was just waiting in the in the void. Hi, <laughs> uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, and thanks for being here today. Grateful to be here. It's Kathy G from Illinois, a fully conceited compulsive overeater. Today is in Scottsdale, Arizona, on vacation. And I was so grateful last night that I had the opportunity to attend an OA meeting with one of our fellows from Scottsdale. It was so much fun. And for the first time in all the years I've been in OA, um, I was the only woman at a meeting. And I was so inspired by that. I'm just so grateful to know that um, men are also getting the help in the program that they need. That makes me uh, very joyful. So I think what really jumped out at me in this uh, in these couple of paragraphs was the fact that they actually really tripped me up for a long time in the program because I really consider myself to be, you know, a woman of faith. I have great faith actually in many areas, and I've seen God's power in my life in so many ways. He's removed all kinds of things from me. And I've been on a healing, growing spiritual journey for many years. But that being said, is that when I came into um, vision last summer, I was to the point where I really was not wanting to get out of bed in the morning because I could not stay stopped eating certain personal binge foods or you know certain things, and I, I just couldn't. I could no longer stand hearing myself, you know, say that this was uh, that this was going to be the time that I would actually be able to. So I felt myself kind of doomed to some kind of uh, death, even if it were an internal death, is what I was experiencing because I was so exasperated by this illness. And so what has really happened to me in working these steps? and having a great sponsor, using the tools, calling newcomers, all of it, is that I have had a spiritual experience in regard to how I deal with my feelings at a new level and in regard to choosing to go to my higher power instead of picking up that food that just takes the edge off of those feelings and experiences. And that is not to say that I don't have all kinds of feelings, but when I have them, it's like I have a way now. I go to God. I go to people in the program. I go to the steps. And uh, just yesterday here, I was just in bed wrestling through um, a hard thing that I'm going through in my life right now. And um, I can't do it alone. And that's what's changed everything for me. I just cannot do it alone. So that being said, I am just truly grateful for all of you on the line. And I really want to encourage newcomers just to reach out, to keep, uh, to keep coming and showing up, because there's really something beautiful here um, on this line. And I'm, I'm so grateful to have experienced it. So have a great day, everyone. Okay. Thank you, Kathy G. Jan J, are you there that you want to take your time? I think that Jan J has gotten off the line. Okay, we're on page 44, second paragraph, to one who feels he is an atheist or agnostic. We're reading for two paragraphs. Who would like to share? I would like to share Marin from Los Angeles. Okay, Marin. 
And who else? Who else? Donna W. Ashley Donna P. W. Donna W. Ashley P. It's pretty quiet here today. Anyone else? Carol N. from New Jersey. Carol N. And Wendy M. Sherry KB. Sherry KB. That might just about get us there. Let's give this a try. Jordan Marin. Uh, I didn't hear that name again. Say it again. Jordan L. If you want to oh, Jordan L. This, there's no time. It's all good. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we have Mar- Marin, and you'll have to say your first initial of your last name, Donna W., Ashley P., Carol M., Wendy M., Sherry KB., Jordan L. I don't know that we'll get through everybody, but we'll give it a whirl. Marin. Thank you, dear, and thank you for monitoring the meeting, and thank you everyone who shared on the vision. I'm new to the visions. Um, I've been been around for a long time. I don't know if I'm in relapse, but I'm definitely having trouble, and I like this line to one who feels he's atheist, agnostic, and experience seems impossible, but continue as he means means disaster. Yeah, I was of the hopeless variety. I had been in and out of hospitals for eight years with with um, 60-pound weight loss, weighing 60 pounds, having tubes on my nose. Um, I had no hope in my life that I would ever recover from my bulimia, anorexia, and my compulsive overeating. It wasn't until someone sat down with me and read the big book with me that I thought there might be hope. So I do believe that through the big book, God speaks through me through the big book, God speaks to me. And through you guys, God speaks to me. And um, I'm in a bit of a relapse, I think, in terms of not working my program in a very good way. And um, you guys give me a lot of hope. And I need to start trusting God more. Um, I, I'm not trusting God. I, am, I do believe in God. I do believe that God exists. But I don't believe that God can actually remove the character defects that cause me to do things with my food and with laxatives and with things that are causing me problems. And um, I don't have strong faith about that. So I need to keep talking about it, listening, and knowing that God could and would if he were sought and that I don't have to be alone. I feel very alone right now, and I don't want to be alone. So thanks for letting me share. Marin, what is the uh, first initial of your last name? Uh, I'm sorry, Marin K. K. And please stay to the end of the recorded meeting and introduce yourself as a newcomer to the meeting, and you'll get a lot of calls. Okay, thank you. Okay, Donna W. and Ashley P. Hi, good morning. This is Donna W. in Palo Alto, California. So grateful to be abstinent and recovered for today. And, um, you know, this agnostic thing, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing for me. I, I, I have always believed in God, but relying on God is like a whole different thing. And, um, and I always, you know, really trusting that God is on my back, that God can deal with the big things as well as the little things. Uh, things that have helped me are, my sponsor tells me, rather than telling God how big your problems are, tell your problems how big your higher power is. And, um, you know, some days I need to upgrade my higher power. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing I need that right now because I've been, you know, there's this flu, cold, crud been going around. I've had it on and off for two months now, and I'm I'm just exhausted. And um, I am filled with self-pity So I um, and self-reliance. Like, i got to get myself well. So today um, I surrender. You know, I can't, I can't fix it myself, so um, i got to make sure I have a higher power who's big enough to deal with my, my illness so that um, I can, uh, you know, relax and take it easy and stop struggling. Um, I have a program friend who talks about having agnostic moments where, you know, suddenly I might mostly rely on God, but then, you know, suddenly the food feels like a solution or I'm self-reliant, so... She calls it going agnostic. So, you know, I, I do that all day. You know, I get aligned with my higher power and all centered in the morning with my reading, writing, and meditating. And then something happens and I jump into my self-reliance. And, of course, I do. I've been taught to do that my whole life. I was raised to be a strong, independent uh, woman. So that's that's where, where I go. I go, my mantra is I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. And so 
Um, I, I was at a meeting last night and I was reminded a thing that really helps me, a prayer that really helps me is just to say, thank you, God. Like, oh, I got to a meeting. Thank you, God. Oh, my foot hurts. Thank you, God. Like whatever's going on. And that just creates a little space to remember. It's not all up to me. I do have a higher power. Um, also, another program friend talked about, um, you know, there's a belief in God and relying on God. And believing in God is believing that evil, evil can evil can jump his motorcycle across the Grand Canyon. And relying on God is getting on, back of the, on the back of the bike. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Donna W. Ashley P., followed by Carol N. Uh, hi, this is... That. This is Ashley P. Recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Yes, my dear. Okay. Thanks. Good morning, everybody. Um, and thank you for your shares. And, and welcome to the newcomers. And welcome uh, to the people who just feel like they're new. Um, I, I really, really love these paragraphs. It's making me think about um, the way that I felt when uh, I, I left eating disorder treatment a few years ago um, and that when I left the rooms a, a few years ago, I just, I was sure that I was an atheist and I was so sure that um, God couldn't help me. And um, I, I just, I was angry and I decided to, um, to put away my, um, my literature and um, to, to turn my back on program at the time. And, and when I think about that time period and just how incredibly painful it was, today I have a small measure of gratitude for it because that's what got me back into these rooms. And that period of time is where I see the, the beginning of, of the willingness to, um, to live life on a spiritual basis. I, I needed that pain to get to, um, to get to my willingness and this, this sentence, but to continue as he is means disaster, especially if he's an alcoholic of the hopeless variety. I, I could feel that it was disaster, but I had no idea what to do. And, and I had a feeling that I, I could, the only thing that could help me was a higher power, but, I, I had no idea how to do that, how, how to find a higher power. I felt like I had been trying my whole life. And so when I'm reading this, I'm just reminded of step three and the fact that step three is a decision just to do the rest of the steps. So having the willingness to live life on a spiritual basis, to me, that's, that's just making a decision to put one foot in front of the other and, and to do the rest of the steps. I don't have to know how to have continuous faith. I don't have to know how to let go of my character defects. I don't have to know how to do any of this. I just have to have the willingness to, to work these steps. So today to live in 10, 11 and 12. Um, I have been in a lot of fear around school, around my, my previous relationship. Around, I mean, the, the mantra in my head is, what, is always what's going to happen. And um, all I know is that if I keep doing 10 steps, if I keep doing my prayer and meditation, if I hand over my inventory, if I work with other people, and if I attend these meetings, I have a chance this book really gives me a solution and it might take a little time for my, my head to catch up with my heart. But um, if the willingness to do the work is there, there is, there is always change. Um, and I just want to thank everybody for being with me on this journey. Thank you so much. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ashley P. Carol M. Followed by Wendy M. Star one, Carol. Hi. Hi, this is Carol M. from New Jersey. I just wanted to share, um, to be doomed to an alcoholic death or to live on a spiritual basis are not always easy alternatives to face. And for me, that was true. Um, I, I knew the food. Um, I was in love with the food. Um, but it, it was killing me. And so I thought, well, is this going to kill me? 
am I going to let it or am I going to turn to God? And I had a strong faith in God, but my faith was that he was going to punish me. And I have heard that many times in the room from other people that, you know, I grew up with this punishing God and I kind of carried that into adulthood and I felt defiant about it, but scared all the same. And um, somebody said to me in the rooms one time, because I was very angry when I first came in, that if I asked God to show me the parts of himself, that's what I choose to call God, him, um, that he would show them to me. And I thought, really? So I tried it. I tried it, and all through that day, God came to me through other people in this loving, kind, generous, giving manner, and I was reminded that God never turned from me. I turned from God, and I listened to lies that were told to me from people who just didn't understand, I guess. Um, So with that, I was able to take my second step and um, my third step. And that opened up a whole new world for me because then I was not doing this alone. God was doing this for me, with me. He was doing something for me that I could not do for myself. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Carol M. Wendy M., followed by Sherry KB. Uh, Yes, good morning. It's Wendy M. in Colorado. I'm grateful, grateful to be recovered today, and thank you, Sylvia, and everybody else on the line. So, you know, these guys don't fool around. You know, uh, it means disaster, right, and hopeless and doomed, Um, so, and death. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty strong. But you know what? Reading those words, it isn't going to do it for me. I have to experience the unmanageability of my life. I have to experience the doom in order to do anything about it. Um, and then it also says a little further down, we must, right? So must is a pretty strong word. They're not saying maybe kind of when we want to. We must find a spiritual basis of life or else. And I need that or else there um, because I, don't, I, I can't afford to have any wiggle room, right? But again, I'm not going to do this page unless I experience this page. And what I mean by that is, like, I'm, I have turned my, my um, will and my life over to a higher power, and the food is down, and I'm neutral, and I'm, you know, I'm not agnostic with regard to the food. I'm very much a believer. But I am absolutely agnostic right now with regard to my work. I absolutely am convinced that I have to do it alone, you know, and I wrote to God this morning. I'm like, God, you just need to set it. You know, I need to push you aside for a moment. In fact, I really don't trust you can do this. And I have a very set way um, about how this is all going to turn out with work. So um, my belief is, you know, I, I, I don't trust and I've got to do it by myself. I have a committee of 10 people and I absolutely want to micromanage every step of the way. And this is exhausting, right? So I am completely agnostic here. I don't want to give God any of this. And the good news is that it's getting so bad that I finally sat down this morning and I wrote to God and I wrote to God and finally we got to it. Like God's like, what's, you know, what's really going on? Well, God, I had to completely micromanage my entire existence as a child because I was terrified of the outcome if I didn't control it. And so I have to keep doing that. And God's like, how's that working for you? I'm like, you know what? It's just not working for me anymore at all. And so I get to go to God today, right? And I get to take that action. So it's, it's not just like, yeah, I get it intellectually that I'm doomed, disaster and death and or else. But, you know, it's like I took that one action because finally I was desperate enough to, to not be agnostic, to go to God. And when I tell God my truth, everything melts away. God is just like shining, happy, happy, happy. And when I go to get to my tears, when I get to that truth, when I really like go, ah, what is running this entire control ship? You know, just this on and on trying to control. Um, And we get to it, right? 
That's the turnaround. That's the spiritual experience. And it's at that moment that I am with God. But I got to take the action. It can't just be that I understand that I'm agnostic. I actually have to take that action. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Wendy M. Sherry KB and Jordan L. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California. Uh, very grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. Thank you so much for your service, Sylvia, and everybody on the line, and welcome, newcomers. You know, the second paragraph that we're reading today has the three Ds in it, disaster, doom, death, or, 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 and they're not easy to face, or a spiritual basis is not always a thing to, easy to face. Um, and I, I know that for me that I made, um, my life has been a disaster due to this disease, and um, I didn't want to admit that I was doomed, and that I never thought that this disease would kill me. I didn't, I didn't think it was that is serious. That's what my disease would tell me. Is it's not that bad. You know, there's people worse than you, Sherry. Um, and you know, the truth is, it's death by a fork, and it's a slow death. Um, it's like digging your own grave with a fork. Um, and I know that's what I was doing. Um, and it's also like the story of the frog. You know, the slow um, putting the frog the frog in the water and turning the slowly turning it up, and the next thing you know the frog's dead in the water. And that's kind of like what was going on for me. And, you know, here in the third paragraph, it's it's warning us here. This is a warning. We must find a spiritual basis of life or else. Um, because if if you're a compulsive overeater like me, I, I only have two alternatives, you know, to, to keep digging my grave with a fork or to get spiritual help. And, you know, I did I. I didn't believe it, I, and that was part of my disease, too, is it didn't want to believe that it was that bad. You know, and I've heard that AAs take their life, um, they they take their disease seriously in their life lightly, and OAers take their life seriously and take their disease lightly. Um, so, you know, I, I just need to pay attention to what's being read in this book. I need to follow directions in this book, the warnings. You know, there's prayers, warnings, and promises, and this is one of the warnings to me that, you know, I I need to do this or else because it's not going to work. If I'm not living my life on a spiritual basis, uh, living in the steps, working the steps, being of service, being of maximum service to the people about me and my fellows, I'm going to be face down on the food again. And, you know, some people say, well, God, it's so hard. Why do I have to spend all that time doing that? And the truth is, is I guarantee you spent more time face down on the food, getting it and buying it than you ever will doing it, living in 10, 11, and 12. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. And uh, Jordan L., I have a little over two minutes, so please, let's have you go. My name's Jordan. I'm a compulsive overeater in Colorado. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, cool. Um, so, um, a lot of really great things have already been said, and I'm not quite sure what I can contribute um, other than some couple of things I've written down in my book here. So, uh, <clears throat> to be doomed to an alcoholic death. Um, we're talking about step one, right? Like I'm at this point, I'm convinced um, that I'm doomed to a death of compulsively overeating. Um, and like it's already been mentioned, it's a very slow and painful death because um, <clears throat> it's just like in and out, in and out, in and out of the food. Um, or to live on a spiritual basis. Um, <clears throat> so that's step two, right? Um, am I convinced enough that I'm doomed enough that I have to live <laughs> on a spiritual basis? Um, and and for me, they were not all easy alternatives to face. Um, I said yesterday, I'm not a very godly person. I'm not super spiritual. Um, <clears throat> it's just not where I come from. And um, <clears throat> and I I I just came to. I learned growing up that spirituality was like the way of weakness or, or um, I guess, religious. Religion was the way of weakness, um, that only weak people had to turn to religion. Um, and I just, I didn't understand it. Um, I didn't understand how you could just live on faith. 
um, how that could just come to you. Um, how you could just like be okay with that. Um, <clears throat> and so um, I was one of those people hoping against hope that I was a, a true compulsive overeater so that I didn't have to work this program like my life depended on it. Um, and then I don't know after um, after slowly but surely surrendering um, to this to this not only first to the disease but then to this process afterwards. Um, <clears throat> Got to tell you, man, this like spiritual basis of life is it's it's way it's way better than I thought it would be, um, and it's definitely way better than living in the food. Um, <clears throat> And it, 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 but it comes slowly, you know, like you got to give it some time. It's like, like the faith thing that I was talking about. I just thought all these people had been like struck faithful and it was like, bam, your faith, you're living on faith and there you go. And that's like not been my experience at all. Um, it's come slowly um, and it continues to come slowly and, and I'm really grateful for it. So that's all I got. Thank you, Sylvia. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you, Jordan L. And thank you to everyone who shared. Thank you to Team Wednesday. Stick around for a few minutes, and we're going to greet newcomers, sponsors, and have announcements. But right now, we're going to close from the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer, and we'll Julie E.P. E.B., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered in Colorado for today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and for countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.